Section 8 of Safeguarding Children, Pediatric Medical Countermeasure Research by Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Recording by Patrick McAfee, Merritt Island. Chapter 3. Ethical Considerations for Pediatric Medical Countermeasure Research, Part 4. D. Community Engagement in Pre-Event Research. The principle of democratic deliberation endorses respectful and inclusive collaborative decision-making, a process that includes community engagement. In the context of pre-event pediatric MCM research, engaging the community serves multiple ethical goals. The aims of community engagement include educating the public about proposed research, providing relevant communities with opportunities to educate researchers about community-specific concerns, and encouraging community members to take advantage of research products should the need arise. Community engagement helps build transparent, meaningful, collaborative, and mutually beneficial relationships among those considering or conducting research and the relevant communities. Moreover, it helps to ensure that research is a joint enterprise influenced by all relevant stakeholders and that research is not directed solely by those who have a financial or professional interest in the results. The process of community engagement is the responsibility of researchers and should involve the public at every stage of research, address concerns and prevent unnecessary misgivings about the research, and strived to preempt any potential underuse of MCMs by the community in which they are tested. In the case of pre-event pediatric MCM research, community engagement is particularly important to address misgivings or mistrust because individual children within the community are exposed to risk for the potential benefit of other children in the community and the broader population. Community engagement in post-event research is discussed in greater detail below. In order for community engagement to be successful, researchers must identify key stakeholders. Stakeholders are individuals or groups who can influence or who are, quote, affected by the conduct or outcome, end quote, of a biomedical research trial. Examples of potential stakeholders in pediatric MCM research are illustrated in Figure 3.1. In the context of pediatric MCM research, relevant communities might be geographic, such as urban populations at potentially higher risk of bioterrorism attack, or affiliated by special interests, such as first responders whose families might be the first to access MCMs in the event of an attack. Figure 3.1, Potential Stakeholders to Engage in Pediatric MCM Research. Pediatric MCM Trial, Trial Participants and Their Families, Prospective Trial Participants, Trial funders, trial sponsors, trial implementers, researchers, funding agencies, and regulatory bodies, 
national and local health care authorities, government bodies, non-governmental organizations, service providers, advocates and activists, first responders, community-based organizations, community members, religious leaders, opinion leaders, and media. Figure 3.1, potential stakeholders to engage in pediatric MCM research, adapted from Stakeholder Engagement Toolkit for HIV Prevention Trials. Once key stakeholders have been identified, researchers should engage them early and cooperate with them throughout the entire life cycle of pre-event pediatric MCM research from conceptualization through protocol development, execution, and communication of research results. Engaging marginalized communities along with the general public and other relevant stakeholders in the planning and conduct of this research will help to ensure ethical study design, implementation, and access to benefits should the need arise. The guidelines set forth in the joint United Nations Program on HIV AIDS and the AVAC Good Participatory Practice Guidelines provide a useful framework for engaging relevant communities that might serve as a model in this context. Alternatively, researchers might adopt the Community Advisory Board model employed by the Framingham Heart Study or the HIV Vaccine Trials Network which provides a forum for community member and research participant insight and input. E, transparency and accountability. The review, approval, and conduct of pre-event pediatric MCM research that poses more than minimal risk should be transparent in order to enhance public accountability. As the Bioethics Commission recognized in Moral Science, quote, Insufficient access to research information allows studies and results to be hidden and can result in injuries to human subjects, wasted resources, and unethical exposure to unnecessary risk, end quote. In keeping with the principles of democratic deliberation and beneficence, pre-event research that presents a minor increase over minimal risk and no prospect for direct benefit that is reviewed under Section 407 should not be hidden from public view, rather because it is fundamentally designed to benefit the public in the event of an unpredictable bioterrorism attack and not to benefit directly the child participants. The Secretary should take special care to engage in robust and clear communications about pre-event pediatric MCM research projects. This research, which is conducted for the public good, should engage the public and remain transparent and accountable to them throughout the life of the project. The Secretary should first ensure, as required by Section 407, that there is adequate, quote, opportunity for public review and comment, end quote, during the national level review process including the evaluation and communication of all anticipated risks and benefits that might be incurred in a proposed study. 
In making a decision to approve research, the secretary should not rely solely on the advice of scientists who might be predisposed to favor research, but should also consider the opinion of lay people, both as members of the 407 panel and as members of the public. To achieve the goals of transparency and accountability, it is important to bear in mind that the appropriate composition of national-level review panels convened under Section 407 will in itself provide a significantly influential means of community engagement and public accountability. By including several members of the public who do not harbor any specific bias, it is possible to reduce the likelihood that such panels might be compromised by individuals who have conflicts of commitment or conflicts of interest, which include those financial, fiduciary, and other affiliations that might compromise the objectivity of or public confidence in the deliberative process. To avoid marginalizing community views, it is important that these panels include more than one community member and also recognize that not only the community members are expected to advocate for the interests of both research participants and the public good that is served by research. All review panel members should be selected based on expertise and experience, which lends them independence. That is, a lack of vested interest in skewing the deliberations either toward or away from approval of a particular research protocol. Moreover, after making a determination, the Secretary should publicly communicate the ethical rationale for approving or rejecting any pre-event pediatric MCM research proposal. Before proceeding with testing, the Secretary must provide clear communication of expected risks and benefits of the research. In addition, equally clear reasons must be publicly stated that justify the government ethically seeking the informed permission of parents and the meaningful assent of children to participate in this research. Finally, throughout the study, the Secretary should provide periodic updates to and communication with the stakeholder communities and the U.S. public. See Community Engagement in Pre-Event Research, Chapter 3. At the conclusion of the study, the study's findings should be made available to the public. Those community members who belong to a community directly affected by the research trial should be kept abreast of research results and have the opportunity to benefit from the understanding gained through participation and engagement with the researchers throughout the process. All of these rigorous conditions are necessary to ensure that research approved under Section 407 is conducted in accordance with sound ethical principles. These conditions, while necessary, are not sufficient. Informed parental permission and meaningful child assent also remain critical. 3. Are adequate provisions made for soliciting the permission of parents or guardians and the meaningful assent of children. The third condition of Section 407 requires that, quote, 
adequate provisions are made for soliciting the assent of children and the permission of their parents or guardians. End quote. Informed consent, or its moral equivalent, is a fundamental protection for research participants. Respect for persons requires that individuals be given the opportunity to make a voluntary, informed decision to participate in research to the extent they are able. Although children are not legally competent to give consent, whatever level of partial autonomy they have must be respected and they must be given the, quote, opportunity to choose to the extent they are able whether or not to participate in research, end quote. Researchers must not equate parental permission and child assent with the legal consent of adults. Only competent adults have the legal authority to consent to participate in research or, in the context of research with children, to provide permission for their children to participate. An informed decision to permit one's child to participate in research requires that parents understand specific information, including the purpose of the research, any risks and anticipated benefits, and alternative available protocols. Both parents and children should be given an opportunity to ask questions and should be informed that they may withdraw from the study at any time. Additionally, research participants and their parents must be informed of the extent to which confidentiality can be expected and should receive an explanation of the system in place to treat and provide compensation for any research-related injury or harm. Pediatric MCM research introduces additional layers of complexity to the informed consent process. Typical concerns about the quality of informed consent are magnified both by the fact that pediatric participants are not competent to consent and by the heightened risks and uncertainties involved in MCM research. Researchers and persons independent of the research team whose responsibility it is to conduct the informed consent process for research studies must communicate these aspects of research to child participants in a developmentally appropriate manner. Meaningful Assent By definition, pediatric research involves participants who are legally and ethically unable to give valid consent due to their age, but where meaningful assent or dissent can be obtained, researchers should strive to include children in the decision-making process. Although parental permission is necessary for pediatric research, respect for persons requires that children, to the extent that they are able, also have the opportunity to express developmentally appropriate and meaningful assent or dissent to participation. Such assent does not have the ethical or legal standing of informed consent, but nevertheless acknowledges that children are developing the capacity to make autonomous decisions. The capacity of children to understand and meaningfully participate in research will vary widely with age and individual maturity. For example, 
some teenagers approaching the legal age of consent might be able to provide assent that approaches the ethical equivalent of adult consent. On the other end of the spectrum, researchers should not interpret the cries of an infant as an instance of meaningful dissent, even though a parent might reasonably see her child's distress as a reason to postpone participation or even to withdraw from the study. Ultimately, it falls to the informed judgment of parents as to whether to provide permission, but ethical research will include children in the process in a developmentally appropriate way. It is essential that these differences in children's capacity for decision-making be taken into account through the assent process. The process of seeking meaningful assent differs from that of seeking consent. Seeking meaningful child assent or dissent is an additional way of demonstrating respect for children as persons and enhances the open communication efforts of the research team. In addition, obtaining child assent reflects children's capacity, albeit limited, for self-determination and helps to foster the developing autonomy of children. Combined with parental permission or denial of permission, meaningful assent or dissent can provide a substantive instance of the joint decision-making characteristic of families. However, those evaluating a protocol also should ensure that assent procedures take into account empirical data reflecting differing views within families about the proper way to engage in shared decision-making and should accommodate the possibility that including children in decision-making can sometimes increase their levels of distress. Importantly, given the complexities involved in obtaining assent, meaningful assent cannot be assumed if the child fails to respond when asked. In addition, and consistent with current best practices, a child who meaningfully dissents or does not agree to participate should not participate. Parental permission cannot override a child's sustained meaningful dissent. Practical Concerns In order for parents and children to make a properly informed decision about whether to participate, the enrollment process must include educational materials that are appropriate for adults and children of various ages to ensure that both groups adequately understand the research. Materials should seek, for example, to inform potential pediatric participants about the study from the perspective of a child participant. Not only should the materials provided be developmentally appropriate, but the process of seeking parental permission and meaningful child assent in pre-event pediatric MCM research should be conducted by an independent person with expertise in developmentally appropriate child assent procedures. While an assent monitor is advisable in minimal risk pediatric MCM research, the employment of an independent person to obtain consent is imperative in pediatric MCM research that involves greater than minimal risk and no prospect of direct benefit. See Pre-Event Studies,
posing no more than minimal risk approvable under Section 404, Chapter 3. To enable informed decision-making, informational materials in the pediatric MCM context must both educate and communicate different and complex concepts that might not be communicated in typical biomedical research, including information about national security needs, the potentially unknown nature of the threat of an attack, and the public health requirements for the MCM under investigation. Particular attention must be paid to the perception of risks, both the inherent research risk borne by the participants and the larger societal risk of a future attack necessitating the MCM research. And the entire process must be conducted in a way that ensures that there is not an illusory perception of a prospect of direct benefit on the part of either parents or children. Reviewers are responsible for ensuring that researchers adequately describe and convey risk to those participating in a study. Given the complexity inherent in most MCM research, one means of ensuring that all the relevant information is clearly conveyed could be to present a video about the research to the participants and their parents, followed by an opportunity to ask questions. Research indicates that children demonstrate better understanding of study procedures and possible risks, and in some cases, adults demonstrate better overall comprehension when information is delivered in a multimedia format compared to the traditional written format. Methods of conveying protocol information should take into account the various ways individuals assimilate knowledge. Videos and investigators who explain the protocol should be drawn from diverse backgrounds and should look and sound like Americans from all parts of the country. The independent person obtaining consent must be certain that parents and children understand that there will be no direct therapeutic benefit to a child participating in a pre-event MCM study. As appropriate, this person should ensure parent and participant comprehension by asking parents and children to demonstrate their understanding of these complex issues prior to enrollment in a study through simple and standardized assessments of understanding. Various motivations affect the decision of parents to provide permission and children to provide meaningful assent. Motivations can include ethically reasonable influences such as altruism, developing a certain attitude in one's children, or even the desire to protect one's children by contributing to the development of a preventive intervention or therapeutic measure. With pediatric MCM research in particular, all involved should avoid using unduly influential rhetoric appealing to patriotism or to the responsibilities of good parents in the informed permission process. Those participating in pediatric MCM research should do so voluntarily, not in response to parental, social, or official pressure. Taken together, the criteria discussed above provide the ethical content 
of the three conditions for 407 review relating to pre-event pediatric MCM research and specify ethical standards that must all be met in order for pre-event pediatric MCM research to proceed when risks are determined to reach a minor increase over minimal risk and there is no prospect for direct benefit. Whether these criteria lead to approval or disapproval of proposed MCM research, they clarify what is at stake. In circumstances in which it is impossible to comply with Recommendation 1, where possible, all pre-event pediatric MCM research be limited to minimal risk studies, the Bioethics Commission recommends the following. Recommendation 4. Ethical Framework for National-Level Review of Pre-Event Pediatric Medical Countermeasure Research To ensure the thoroughness and ethical rigor of national-level review, reviewers should apply the Bioethics Commission's Recommended Ethical Framework for Reviewing Pre-Event Pediatric Medical Countermeasure Research that poses greater than minimal risk, but no more than a minor increase over minimal risk under Department of Health and Human Services Regulations at 45 CFR Section 46.407 and or U.S. Food and Drug Administration Regulations at 21 CFR Section 50.54. A proposed protocol must meet the requirements of the framework outlined in this report to be approved. The framework clarifies the circumstances in which proposed research presents a reasonable opportunity to address a serious problem. In particular, that seriousness must be judged by the consequences of exposure, likelihood or threat of exposure, and the vital importance of the information to be gained. The framework also specifies a rigorous set of conditions necessary to determine whether the research would be conducted in accordance with the required sound ethical principles that fall into five general categories. One, ethical threshold of acceptable risk and adequate protection from harm. Two, ethical research design, for example, scientific necessity, valid research plan using small trials and age de-escalation with appropriate monitoring and planning for post-event research. Three, post-trial requirements to ensure ethical distribution of medical countermeasures in the event of an attack, as well as a plan for treatment or compensation for research-related injury. Four, community engagement and five, transparency and accountability. Finally, the framework reiterates the importance of informed parental permission and meaningful and developmentally appropriate child assent. Application to trials of AVA with children. No more than a minor increase over minimal risk pre-event trials of AVA with children. In confronting the ethical questions surrounding MCM testing in pediatric populations, the Bioethics Commission concluded 
that before ethical pre-event pediatric AVA trials can be considered, further steps must be taken, including additional minimal risk research with adult participants to determine whether the research risk to children who do not stand to benefit directly from it pose no substantial risk to their health or well-being. Given the amount of safety, immunogenicity, and dosing information about AVA in young adults aged 18 to 25 years, and given the widespread distribution of AVA in this population, it is possible that with additional testing in adults aged 18 to 20 years, testing to determine adverse effects, alternative dosing methods, and immunogenicity, testing of AVA with the oldest children, for example, adolescents who are 16 to 17 years of age, could be considered no more than minimal risk. Consequently, it would be reviewed under Section 404. Informed, careful de-escalation might allow researchers to infer minimal risk studies down the age scale. However, if data suggest that the use of AVA is affected, for example, by a child's developmental stage, for example, infancy or puberty, or if an inference of minimal risk from an older group of children to the next younger group is not possible, a study designed to pose a minor increase over minimal risk might be appropriate for national level review. The National Biodefense Science Board, NBSB, stated that given the lack of data about AVA use by children, pre-event AVA research with children currently would, quote, present more than a minor increase over minimal risk, end quote. Accordingly, pre-event AVA research with children, as envisioned by NBSB, would not be appropriate for national level review or approvable under Section 407 because this lack of data sets the level of risk beyond the acceptable threshold of a minor increase over minimal. Notably, NBSB considered research with children of all ages in making this determination. Inferring research risks from the youngest adults to children as a class, in other words, all persons 0 to 17 years of age, however, is considerably more difficult than doing so through careful age de-escalation. This is because young children differ developmentally in important ways from older children. Although extrapolation from adult data to research with children of all ages, in other words, 0 to 17 years of age, might not support an inference that all pediatric studies are minimal risk, or even a minor increase over minimal risk, age de-escalation along the lines outlined above might permit such an inference for AVA research with some pediatric age groups. Post-event studies. Public health officials must be prepared to conduct post-event research when a bioterrorism attack occurs, regardless of whether pre-event 
pediatric MCM research trials were conducted. In contrast to pre-event testing, in which ethical deliberations focus on whether any research with children would be ethically permissible, in post-event circumstances, research is ethically required to safeguard the well-being of current and future children. If a pediatric MCM research trial were completed pre-event, data should be collected following the administration of the tested intervention to acquire necessary additional safety information. In the absence of a pre-event investigation, an emergency situation might warrant administering an untested MCM to children in an effort to save lives. When children receive an untested MCM, it is ethically imperative that health officials collect data to learn as much as possible about the use of the untested MPM from the event. In a post-event scenario, the ethical considerations of MCM research with children shift markedly. Because of the increased likelihood that pediatric research participants have been exposed to an agent, and because exposed children will, in certain circumstances, be given an MCM under a treatment investigational new drug application, IND, described in more detail below. The risks of research would be the risks of any additional observational procedures. Observational research might be minimal risk, approvable under Section 404, or given the potential to monitor and mitigate any adverse effects related to the MCM, it might offer the prospect of direct benefit to individual research participants, approvable under Section 405. Children exposed to a pathogen could also enroll in post-event research that is approvable based on its likelihood to yield information of vital importance to understanding or ameliorating the conditions resulting from exposure. Although different types of post-event studies could be approved under the current regulatory and ethical framework for pediatric research, there are inherent complexities in designing scientifically rigorous studies and streamlining the logistics of MCM distribution and administration after an emergency event. As set forth below, community engagement is one important tool that can help ensure the success of the research and uptake of the intervention within the affected community. End of Chapter 3 Ethical Considerations for Pediatric Medical Countermeasure Research Part 4 Recording by Patrick McAfee, Merritt Island